What's up, family? Today is October 3rd, 2019. Today we're going to talk about understanding the assault on the black man, black manhood, and black masculinity. You know, over the years, the brothers have been disappearing and manhood has been on a decline for many decades, not just years, decades. Now, when we talk about man masculinity, we have to go back into the late 60s, early 70s. We're going to go back to the Nixon administration. When they started taking the brothers off the street back in the 60s and the 70s, I'm talking about the brothers who fought hard for black rights, uh, things started to change. When you saw strong brothers on the street, leather jackets, black berets, black sunglasses, the brother movement was pretty much coming to an end. See, people that don't like us, I'm talking about black folks, I'm talking about white folks that don't like black folks, anytime you see a sign of strength and as the movement was going strong in the 60s and the 70s, here they come. Fear. They fear the black manhood. They fear, they fear our masculinity. That's why something had to be done. So, as always, there's always a plan. Uh, the way the black man is today in the 21st century, uh, 2019, this all started in the 20th century back in, like I said earlier, in the Nixon administration. Taking our strong brothers off the street, you start passing out monies to people to infiltrate certain organizations. You can say you see your uh, uh, Nation of Islam, you can say the NAACP. See, all this is by design. SNCC core. There's always been plants in black organizations in order to find out what they're doing, what they're thinking, the future, if there is going to be an even uh, longer future or whatever the situation may be. It is so sad that the black man has been up under the gun for so many years and he's still up under the gun. Uh, we're, 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 we're nowhere near finishing uh, this fight. But then again, when people are so much against you and so much hate, you know, this is a hateful, hateful world. It's not just the United States. This world is hateful and fearful of the black man. So what do you do to the black man? You tone him down. I don't know if none of you brothers or sisters ever seen good times. I'm pretty sure you have. Remember, before the show ever came out, the show was supposed to be about a woman 
Florida, Esther Rowe, she was supposed to play a single mother living in the projects, barely making it with three kids. But no, they put in a father in the home because normally, you know, back in those days, you, you don't put too many fathers in the homes. But, you know, and, and it was on television, breaking ground, at one of those groundbreaking series, uh, Good Times. So you put in a strong uh, brother, James Evans, played by uh, our brother uh, Amos. And the thing about it, James was a tough, tough guy. He was a man. He defended his home like a man is supposed to defend his home. He raised his boys like he's supposed to raise his boys. And see, after three years of that series that he was on there for three seasons, they got rid of him and they focused in on Jimmy Walker, known as, you know, uh, J.J., uh, real name Jimmy Walker. So what they did was they got rid of this strong figure and they put more cooning and buffooning on the show. You know, more like a, a minstrel show. Don't get me wrong. I like Jimmy Walker. But see, in these TV shows, when you don't own them, they don't want to see a strong brother like James Evans Jr. Or James Evans. They want a, 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 a cooning and buffooning like J.J. with dynamite and all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I love the series. But they don't want that. They don't want America to see. It's the same way with the Huxtables. The strong black man training his kids, not living in poverty as to where they were living in poverty on good times. But in the Cosby show, the one that came out in 84, they were living a doctor for a father and a lawyer for a mother. And he was raising his kids. He was raising his son to be a man. But see, America don't want you to think that black men are men. Nowadays, what do they do? Let's go back. We took our brother, Wesley Snipes, who played uh, Romy, no, Romeo in uh, Sugar Hill. We take our brother, Wesley Snipes, who played Nino Brown. And, you know, you, you take these roles that Wesley Snipes built his uh, pretty much his legacy on. And then they came out with a movie with Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze. I can't think of the name of it, but they put the brother in a dress. I'm talking about Wesley Snipes. He played a gay. He played a gay person in this particular movie. And you take a brother who done played a hard gangster. And then you put him in a dress. You take a brother who's played the blade, strong, black, half vampire, half human uh, uh, type of superhero. And you put him in a dress. It's, it's, it's putting these brothers in dress. See, you bring them down because you see young men, young boys, they admire these characters in these movies that they see. And all of a sudden, they see him in a dress and it, it, it becomes confusing. But see, Hollywood ha 
has a uh, they have they've always had that plan. But it's even so more now. You see, you try to take all these famous uh, brothers who are in the movies. You, you haven't seen Denzel in a dress. They ain't got Denzel in a dress. But, you know, in, 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 in these Hollywood uh, movies, TV series, they always try to get the brothers in the dress. Dave Chappelle stood up back in the day and says, I'm not. They wanted him to put on a dress, Dave Chappelle, in a movie that he was doing or TV show, whatever it was. And he said, I'm not putting on no dress. And the guy said, well, you know, it's, it, it'll be real funny. And Dave said, no, I'm already funny. So what did they do? You know, first you send in your lackey, your lackey fails, and then you send in your other lackey, and then your other lackey fails, and then you send in the big man, and then he fails, and he storms out the room. But the whole thing of all this is, is to make black men look more feminine than strong. That's why they had to get the Black Panthers off because the movement was too strong and they knew it. But as anything that goes on that's positive in our neighborhood, white folks come and try to destroy whatever we have. And that's a sad thing because our masculinity is being tested every day and you just don't realize it. This is from a sister. I'm going to read a passage from a sister. This is coming out of the book, Understanding the Assault on the Black Man, Black Manhood, and Black Masculinity. This is by Wesley Muhammad, PhD. He's a brother who's in the Nation of Islam. He's one of the top guys on the council there. This is coming out of his book. This book was published in 2017. This is coming from a sister who asked. She's a professor. Her name is Michelle Alexander. Asked the question. And this came in 2010. Where have all the black men gone? Where have all the black men gone? And, that, and that's something serious because you can start to notice what was going on. And we really don't know. But one thing we do know, the black man is still a threat. This is coming out of the book. This is, well, let me give, me give you the part where it's coming from that way. If you ever go and you buy it, this is coming from the introduction of the book. This is on page five. This is number two, where it says, still a threat. But you have to ask yourself, why? After 400 plus years of assault on the black male through slavery, reconstruction, Jim Crow, War on drugs, etc. After by most objective measures, successfully disempowering and unmanding the black male in American society. Why is the black male in America still the 
white man's chief threat such that he, the white man, remains obsessively preoccupied with his, the black man's destruction or at the very least social control. After 400 years, my brothers and my sisters, still, goes, uh, uh, she goes on, what is it about the black male that this society fears so much? Even today, after 400 plus years, we know for a fact that they are still targeting the black male, the many. Michael Browns and Tremere Rice attest to it. There is something about the black male that even after 400 years of the best or the worst that this hostile culture, white America is in a parentheses, has to offer. He is still a threat to the neutralization by any means necessary. What is it about the black male in America? And also, if the white male has have outlawed our black manhood, what is the black manhood that is actually outlawed in America? When you look at that question, you look at those questions and you ask, you know, what's going on around here? What's going on around here? But when you see our brothers with these shows, uh, what is it? Uh, now they got the new, the latest one, Pose with Trannies. Uh, and, and what was the one with the drag queen? Uh, the guy uh, who had the drag queen, was the drag queen. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm talking about. But the point of the matter is, your children are seeing these shows and these children are getting these ideas and then they're bringing it in. They're bringing it into the schools over in Europe. They're actually teaching, teaching youngsters how to touch themselves. Now this is coming from Europe. This is from, uh, I got this from my, uh, my brother, Ariza from the Nation of Islam, who's done his study. Now, these are documented facts. You know, I'm not going to post everything. Some things you have to look up for yourself, but you look up into it. This stuff is real. Our manhood is being tested each and every day. And for some reason, we seem to be asleep and we seem, as black people, especially black men, we seem to be falling in line with whatever they say, whatever they give us, and we're taking it as if it was something that we should be doing. We born, uh, you're born gay. No, you're not. That's a behavior that is pretty much put into your thoughts, put into your mind. It's a taught thought. Hey, I like that. It's a taught thought. You know, and people want you to believe that this stuff is happening uh, in birth. God made man 
and woman. He started with Adam and Eve. Never Adam and Adam or Eve and Eve. Adam first, Eve second. Man and woman. This type of behavior is taking over the world. It is definitely taking over the black community. What is the black community to do about this problem? Well, if there's one thing we can do, we have to start learning ourselves. Well, maybe that's not a good way to do it because a lot of people will tell you, well, I'm learning myself and I find out that I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman in a man's body. And this is not a knock on the LGBTQ community because every time you say something nowadays, you get you get penalized or some type of trouble for speaking out against that particular movement. But the black manhood is being tested. They want to put as many as our stars that have played great roles on television. They want to stick them. I remember when... Uh, Kevin Hart said, I would never be in a dress. And one day you saw him in one of them skits. I think it was, I can't remember what show was it. Saturday Night Live or whatever it was, he was in a dress. It's like, will you do anything for money? And Kevin Hart is not gay. But he has sons or son, sons, I believe. But what do your kids think when they see their father or they see these black men that they look up to in these dresses? They see these uh, fashions of today where, you know, these skinny jeans and, you know, uh, brothers with their pants sagging. This is what they see in the community. They don't know what to think because they don't have a man in the house. I would say to you brothers out there. You need to take these youngsters. I don't know the, the, the older ones. You, you, you need to focus in. I think we all, be honest with you, we all need to focus in on the young ones because they're bringing this type of homosexuality into the schools in grade school, not just middle school and high school, but in grade schools. I think we as men, we have to take these youngsters and we have to get these youngsters and get them to understanding that. It is not cool to want to be a gay person, especially when God made you a man. We have to get the young ones, the older ones. I don't know. We, you can let that go. Now we just got to start from the bottom of the pot and work our way up. But we have to get the young because this is not this is not this is not right. And this is what's going on in our communities. I'm going to play this little clip right quick, and then I'm going to conclude. But we have to start with getting these young boys and getting them out of that mindset of what they're picking up in schools that it's wrong, because it is wrong. Homosexuality is something, it's, it's not what you're born with. And they keep telling this, and this is the kind of stuff the churches need to be preaching. But the churches don't even preach on it. Here's a clip. Check it out. Masculinity. I have observed and we are documenting a deliberate re-engineering of black masculinity in America. Black masculinity as 
as it is performed today um, is the direct result of U.S. social engineering. That's our brother, That's Wesley Muhammad. After the riots of the late 60s, so-called riots, but urban rebellions of the late 60s, Dr. Watkins' black masculinity was literally pathologized and criminalized because those who examined the urban rebellions diagnosed the problem of that black violence as the problem of, of, quote, black masculine hostility. So the Knicks, starting with the Nixon administration in particular, um, once black masculinity was pathologized, made a medical problem, the medical solution to that problem was neutralizing black masculinity, biomedically curing the problem of inner city black masculinity. And so if black masculinity is the disease, black femininity is a healthy condition. So the starting with the Nixon administration, the chemical unmanning of black males of the inner city in particular was launched. It was the Nixon administration's methadone program in particular that began the chemical assault on black masculinity as a um, medical solving of this pathology called black masculinity. So from the Nixon administration and then really with Reagan, Bush, Clinton to today, this government has been engaged in deliberate scientific neutering of black masculinity in the inner cities most um, urgently, but in general and widespread, this government wants to and has re-engineered black masculinity such that there's no real difference today in the minds of so many. There's no real difference between black masculinity and black femininity. They are fluid. We are Wow. That's interesting. But the thing that makes it so interesting, that was a clip. He was on the uh, on Boyce Watkins show. That was a clip that was aired July 20th, 2018. Brother Wesley Muhammad. See, the thing about what he's saying, you take the masculinity that you see brothers nowadays on TV. You got so many of them. They have made them soft. They're not hard. They've made them soft. There's a particular commercial that really uh, 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 is really funny. It's about a lady and her shed is burning down in the backyard. And she calls her insurance agent. And her insurance agent, because she's asking the question, is her she her she was it her she shed uh, covered under their insurance policy? And you see her, and you see her husband standing out there, and he's looking like a simp. He's all soft, and she's going on carrying on talking to her 
uh, insurance agent and he's just standing there looking all simple minded. But see, that's what they want, because these telecasts, these movies, they're broadcast all over the world now. A lot of them and people all over the world, they see this, especially uh, people of other colors outside of uh, the black man. And they see these uh, particular commercials and they take us for being soft, soft minded, soft acting. But this is what they see, because all this is by design. Back when you hear people say, you know, chemicals, this and that back in the day in the 60s down in Detroit, what they did was. They put fluoride in the water. And we all know what fluoride does. Fluoride slows down the brain. They put fluoride in the water. And especially in, in black neighborhoods, it, it sounds crazy, but this is stock documented facts. They put the stuff in the water because when I went down there in 20, what, 2008 and 2009, I was told don't drink the water still. And this was in the 60s because the water still has because once you tam contaminate the water, it ain't like you're going to clean it like you're supposed to clean it. You can't clean it. So basically, you still have things that are floating in the water. You take Flint today. Flint, Michigan still has a water problem. And no one seems to care. But when it comes to black folks, don't nobody care. Nobody cares what's in the water. This is by design. Chemicals are placed in your water, in your food, and you just don't know it. We don't know. We really don't. That's why we have to be careful when we're eating uh, this fast foods and all this type of stuff because we don't know what's in the foods because they're putting it in the foods as well as the water. Chemicals. Not only to do things to your body, but also cancer-causing chemicals. Cancer is a, a disease that more than likely probably could be killed. I'm sorry, probably could be cured if they wanted to really cure the problem. But there's more problem in the sickness. There, I'm sorry, there's more money in the sickness than there is in the problem of solving it. So why would you want to solve something when it brings in so much money? It's sad. We pay people cancer research. We do this. We do that. But people that sit in these so-called upper positions, they have no care on what's going on because they look at it. It won't it won't affect me. So I don't really care. And this is what's wrong with America and the rest of the world. No one cares. The black man needs to stand up and start taking responsibility for his manhood. And his masculinity. And understand, you got black boys that are growing up seeing this behavior. It's almost cool to get yourself a pair of skinny jeans or to pull your pants down. These young black kids don't understand that was a sign in jail. That's how they wore their pants in jail once they've been had or open for business. 
but they don't understand this. Black man, we must stand up for our boys. We must talk to our boys. This is your brother. I don't know what to say sometimes, but this is your brother. Brother Ren, saying this is another episode. But let me say this one last thing. My brothers and my sisters, this is a heavy book by Brother Wesley Muhammad. You can go to the Final Call store. You can go to, I believe, uh, he, uh, Brother Wesley Muhammad. He has his own website. I think it's brotherwesleymuhammad.com. And you can purchase this book. The book is called Understanding the Assault on the Black Man, Black Manhood, and Black Masculinity. You should check it out. Published in 2017. It's a hell of a read. Like I say, we got to read. We got to read. We got to read. Peace out, my brothers and sisters.